Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. This is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Quark. We're going to battle Fear Factory. This is George Quark, Hunter Fisher. This is Jasmine Delodrop. This is Wade from Al Lost Enemy. This is Mike Nissen, Chris Alton. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Bruce Allen. Rex from Club Devil Hill. This is Gary Bruce from Simple Tour, and you're listening to Ever Black Podcast. All right, before we go into this episode, we just need to give a shout-out to our show supporters, the brutal occult clothing brand Electric Witch, who have amazing apparel from shirts to hoodies to hats to beanies and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the EVERBLACK podcast through Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook, and check out all our articles at everblackmedia.com. All right, on with the show. Duncan, thanks for joining us on the show, man. How's uh, everything going over there in Birmingham right now? What's what's happening? Uh, it's early on a Sunday morning over here, so there's not much happening whatsoever. But um, yeah, it's cool. The world's on pause, so I'm just taking advantage of uh, of that just to, well, as I'll, we'll talk about now, got a um, new Mountain and Die Slowly record done. Yeah, man. We've got the first two done since uh, since March. So um, we've had a lot, lot of opportunities to kind of uh, get busy. Absolutely, because man, I uh, I loved Ferox, dude. Like that, that album's incredible, and this next one uh, is shaping up to be amazing, dude. Like what I've heard, Body Count continues, and that's out on October thirty first. How the hell did you do it? Like two albums in in that short amount of time is unheard of. Um. Well, the material musically, that's um, that was all kind of done that was all, that was all taking shape before i got my hands on it just to get all the lyrics and what have you yeah um, but me and mick from i was in Athrak, um he me and him had talked maybe a couple of years ago just about starting a, a project together um and when we kind of thought what, what, what can the uh, 
the kind of overlying concept or whatever it be. Uh, I just thought, well, it's got to be horror films because that's something that I've been into for years and years and years. Yeah, all I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can probably see it here too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exhibits A through D behind me, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it took a second to decide. So um, once I got the, the, you know, the, the initial kind of rough demo, it literally took me like a day to write the album's worth of lyrics. Just took reference and inspiration from, you know, a bunch of my favorite films, just general kind of um, more specific, like, like a slasher movie kind of tropes and motifs and, and things like that. And just essentially wove them into the, uh, the record. And it's definitely the fastest kind of process that I've been involved with. Um, you know, then the void takes over for the vocals. And um, again, that, that, that's again, a, a week's job. If that's incredible, it's really super productive. That's no one is that productive though. That's what I don't understand is, you know, like bands take months to put stuff together. You you've smashed this out. It must've been, I mean, obviously because you're such a fan of, of horror and everything like that, it would have just been like turning that tap on, I guess, just all poured yeah, out yeah. of you. Definitely. Um, again, given that, we're uh, in 2020. I, I had a lot of time at home. So yeah, <laughs> usually I'd have to juggle things with, you know, some of my other bands and other projects, yeah. day job, uh, social life, uh, you know, girlfriend, what have you. Um, but this, I, I could just dedicate, you know, um, just all my energies and, and, and time on this. Um, within a month of Ferox dropping, we'd had the, uh, the second album, Exactly the same process before picked up the music. Lyrics took me maybe a day and a half this time. So uh, again, the difficult second album. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly the same process again. Really kind of systematic. Insane. Um, almost like you know, like I'm you know, pulling my own. You know, um, like really, like super productive and regimented and just bang, bang, bang. That's so good, man. That's it's really inspiring, and of course, to my understanding, there was a big demand for physical copies uh, of Ferox, which uh, yeah. is, is amazing. You know the the VH style, the VHS style packaging, um, man, they they just went gangbusters. I mean, what's the plan for physical copies for this one? Have you got that all worked out? Um, it's first and foremost, it was a case of just getting the music done mm. uh, and then sharing it. I think the the good thing about you know, the, uh, the industry nowadays is that you can get things out almost instantaneously, especially if you don't have a, a label or anyone else with their own, uh, you know, time scales and what have you. Mm. It can just leave albums just sat there for a year with us. We've, we've had the music, we've got no one to answer to, and it's just, let's get it out there, let's get it out there. We've sat on this new one for probably four months now, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, um, in terms of the physical things, that's something that the fans have demanded rather than something that we've thought of. So again, we'll try and get something similar to the first one. But um, for now, we're happy just to answer to nobody but ourselves, getting the, mu get the music out there in the most immediate way possible. Um, and if they, you know, I, I appreciate that they're, that they're hungry, but uh, again, if they can appreciate that, we're going to take things a step at a time. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, the, the, the most immediate thing is the, let's get some new music done. And everything else is more of a kind of like a, a side um, 
you know, almost like a, a distraction almost, you know? Yeah. It's, as I say, just a, me and Mick, we've got a very shared sense of direction in terms of where we want it to go. We've got the next album, maybe two albums kind of mapped out mentally in my, my head. Um, and that'll be the, the next job after Christmas, I think. <laughs> oh, man. That is, that is unreal. That is unreal. But uh, did it blow your mind that, you know, this, uh, this project just really caught on like it did? Like, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I'm a massive fan of what you guys are doing. But so many other people are just latched onto it and it's just blown up. Did you expect that? Uh, no, not at all. Because, again, it was all just, everything was um, put out just, just off our own backs with no yeah. of promotion. We're, we're not the best in the world at that kind of thing in, 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 in certain aspects. Uh, in terms of professional kind of press um, releases or, or, or um, you know, like a, a press plan for the, the release of the album, we'll just put teasers up on social media and uh, and hope that people latch onto it. You know, things like Spotify playlists that we get picked mm. up on that does help the, uh, you know, widen the kind of share of the, um, the response that we get. But, um, yeah, it's very much just let it get out there and see what happens. And it, it's been like super positive uh, and it just keeps on just creeping along, ticking up and, and you know, it's, it's increasing, you know? The, yeah, um, man. The exposure, it's awesome. It, it is awesome. No, that, it's, it's awesome like how much you guys have uh, achieved off just it being independent, not having to, it's, you know, as you said, you've got the Spotify playlist and stuff like that. And I, I think it, it sort of adds a bit to that, to that mystery and, and the concept for the band as well, which is awesome. Definitely. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, what's, what's the biggest response you've had so far from it? I mean, around the world, you know, in these little pockets, what's the, what's the craziest place you, you didn't expect it to, to reach? Uh, that's a really difficult question, to be honest. Um, I think just on a general basis, the um, we've, you, you can sense immediately we've got some people that are super, super into us that are constantly, um, you know, sharing our things. Um, there's no, I know that the singer at the Black Daily Murder, I think he put us on one of his playlists on mm. Spotify, which that was that was cool because they're you know obviously an awesome band. Um, and uh, the, the best thing about it, it just seems to be spreading kind of naturally, you know, there's no particularly focused direction behind it, um, any kind of uh, press, um, you, you know, um, it's, it's, it's okay, we've just, we've just put it out there and it's a natural response and that's, that's awesome, you know. You couldn't ask for anything more, dude. No. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, and the collector cards too, that is awesome. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I was, I was a. I don't know about you, man, but when I was, I, I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm almost forty. So cards for me, these kids these days have got their Pokemon cards and then and When we had all the all the cards, you know what I mean. Remember the ro- I don't know if you had it over there in the UK. We had the RoboCop two cards, and it was on. super graphic. You know, like yeah, I love that shit. Well, I've just turned forty, so we're pretty much you know, within six months of each other, I'd imagine. But yeah, things like the Garbage Pal Kids were, yep. were huge, um, and just the general kind of spin-off uh, merch from. I remember there was like the, the first Batman film, the first Tim Burton Batman film, the cards and the stickers and, and yep. shit for those. I went mad for uh, the Dolph Lundgren Masters of the Universe. Went mad uh-huh. for, yeah, and like 
with Matt and Dice slowly, my kind of mindset behind it is just to hark back to the days when you used to go to video shop, uh, video shops and um, um, pick up cards and stickers and you know movie posters. Um, I really wanted the kind of like the merch to reflect that almost as just yeah, just a, a nod to a, really a, a bygone age that we're not going to get back. Unfortunately, I love shit like you know videotapes and old old toys and yeah yeah, yeah. i'm a kid of the 80s basically you know me too brother i mean if you could see this room that's all all it is is just uh, i've got my little bruce campbell shrine and the rest is like ninja turtles <laughs> and and he-man and and stuff like that man you know kids oh, these days they they won't know having to like open a crusty pack of cards and have that <laughs> shitty gum that's stuck to the first one you're like oh man i needed that one then you had to try and find someone to trade it with i'm missing out bro Missing out. yeah it's a, it's a bygone age unfortunately i know oh man <laughs> listen i was talking like we're like well, 100 years old what do you drink you just having some orange? i'm having a beer i don't care sunday night yeah um yeah <laughs> I know, I know early, but uh just to help me a bit with the uh, conversation flow of treating myself to a, an early doors one. You know, the clocks only went back yesterday, so it's it's almost midday. So that's my justification. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, that's it, man. That's it. Hey, Saturday? Saturday, right? Or Sunday? Yeah, well, it's, it's Sunday morning now. Oh, okay. Man, time travel, right? Because <laughs> I, I, I was here at half 11 uh, yesterday morning waiting. So. Oh! That's, that's oh, cool. Sorry. That's cool because... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, I just saw on the uh, the Zoom thing that it's scheduled to start at half past ten on Sunday. I thought, well, okay, I know what's happened here. No oh, big deal. <laughs> it's gone back. Yeah, thanks for that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, uh, you know, you mentioned before you're, you're the lyrical mastermind behind the band and the concept with Mick from uh, Nal Nathrick. How how did you guys meet? I mean, you guys seem like you've been like buddies for years and years and years. You play in it's, the Nile as well, of course. Uh, for the live shows, yeah. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that's come up to 10 years now. But um, I met Mick just uh, part of the scene, if you want to call it that, but basically just like pubs and clubs in Birmingham, where we're from. Um, didn't know each other growing up. But we met when he was about 17, 18, I guess. Um, he was just starting a band called Mistress, um, which is really heavy, electric was a dying monkey kind of vibe. Uh, sludge types of stuff and I, I saw their first couple of gigs and they were like the the sickest like local band I'd, I'd seen in my young life up to that point and then I was playing uh, in my own band um, and I just ended up um, being good friends with all the guys in Mistress we shared like uh, rehearsal rooms and then I joined the band and in one form or another now I've been playing with that same kind of circle of guys in various offshoots or whatever for probably yeah best part of 20 20 years now that's awesome because it seems like you guys have got like uh that little crew there it's like an extreme crew like the i don't know it's hard to pinpoint maybe it's is it is it birmingham over there like everyone's like it's the atmosphere it seems like everything's metal and extreme over there and is you know what where would you say it is yeah i mean there's there's a big it's definitely getting better, I think, uh, nowadays. Well, up until everything shut down. But mm. in terms of uh, the volume of, you know, decent bands that were coming, the level of the the shows that were that were happening, it was good in that regard. And there's always been a, a relatively decent scene in Birmingham. Um, but I think you can 
it's a very similar thing to like the napalm guys where you've got you know uh shane in particular of course multitude of bands you know just orbiting off of him uh and again with me and mick and dave and paul the original kind of like mistress lineup i suppose again the number of bands that have spread off that it's this like a family tree it'd be pretty pretty inbred i suppose it'd just be a stump <laughs> but with a very very small little branches coming off you know so good man and that's a good little scene you guys have there you know i mean it's very different you two are down here uh with the null last year I think it was 2018, I think. 18, man. Yeah. Or, or, but yeah, it was either last year or the year before. So you would have seen it like it, it's it's a bit of a different world down here, I guess. But man, I, I was devastated. I was I was in a different state when you were up here playing in Brisbane, man. I was uh, I was really, really devastated. I was inconsolable for about a week. I was, nah. I don't want to say, <laughs> but yeah, there, there were three really, really uh, killer shows. And- <laughs> One of the, you know, one of the highlights of our tour- touring kind of experience. It's the first time we've been to Australia. We've been to Tasmania, I think, the year prior. To yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The uh, thing. And it's awesome. I, I love, it. I, I found it's very, very similar, I think, um, to the British, just your kind of sense of humour and your outlook and kind of thing. It, it, it's, it's a million miles away from home, but it, you've got a very, this, this is almost a very... Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points similar kind of style to you guys i think yeah no i i get that totally like uh everyone down here uh is very similar to you guys over there and it, all, all the english dudes i've spoken to uh we all have the same yeah same sense of humor all love beers all love yeah. metal <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like I, I guess i you know i don't know but uh of course uh the void that's something i didn't want to ask you about uh he's a bit of a shady character isn't he yeah he, he's uh He's a, he's a really, uh, he's, a, he's a fantastic singer, I tell you. But um, yeah, he's a bit of a shady uh, character, always up to no good. Um, so as I say, um, mine and Mick's relationship with Void and the rest of the band, it's a bit complicated. Um, it's going to be interesting to when we can finally play some live shows, see how we can mm. kind of wrangle those together to get them on stage to do uh, to do what they do. But that's going to be interesting. Have you guys been jamming at all? During three um, not so, no, not in the traditional sense. As I say, I, I, I pretty much um, cover all the lyrics, bash those out. The void takes over to record the vocals. As I say, the music's pretty much done by the time that uh, the two of us have, uh, have uh, picked it up. But uh, again, it's uh, in a similar way to an uh, Anathrak. There's other than uh, in rehearsals for shows never any kind of uh, band practice in a traditional sense other than you say pre you know live show warm-ups i suppose that's awesome uh, i were you planning a tour before all this when you're cooking this up was it all on the go no um, it was all born during the the lockdown so we haven't had um chance 
I suppose, to mm. experience or having, um, you know, material out, material out while there's actually a, a, a live music scene to, to go and play shows in. Um, again, once everything gets back to normal, you know, um, it's going to be pretty high up on our, on our to-do, to-do list, should we say, you know. I guess the thing about it as well is you build up that, that fan base. Everyone's hanging, you know what I mean? Like, so when you do hit the road with it, it's going to be incredible. And I think yeah. there's, there's going to be, the, everyone's going to be wanting to get out to shows like, and, and, and see live music. It's going to be just insane, both, dude. Both, both ways, you know, the people that are there going to see the show and the, and, and the people that are there to perform. It's, it's going to be something special. I think once, the, as you say, once we can do what we did before, you know, mm. there's so much uncertainty with how everything's going to be once it gets, as I say, even the phrase going back to normal, we don't know what the, what the normal is going to be. But as I say, we'll keep hoping, you know, that all the, uh, something's sorted, you know, sooner rather than later. I hope so, man. I hope so. Well, I mean, we're playing shows down here, um, but very small stuff. Yeah. Like we're, we're hanging for our next step to get, you know, it's, it's nuts, man. Our big thing down here at the moment is we're not allowed to have any more than like 50 people in a venue. No dancing, big, massive fines. If you're, if you're caught like bobbing your head, (laughs) but 30,000 people at a football, football stadium. Yeah. Up in Brisbane. Bonkers. It makes no sense. You know. It just seems to be a, a lack of, uh, of, of like common sense and just like a... And again, this is a, a different... It's, it's a different place across the world, isn't it, as well? I mean, mm. uh, the game response has been like, just like farcical, you know. There's no kind of like rhyme or reason to a lot of the decisions at all. Um, but again... It's, uh, it's, it's given me the time, I suppose, to be at home to to to, to get this this material out there. Yeah, you man. Know, so, you know, this the silver silver linings with all the clouds, you know. Absolutely, get creative, man. I mean, that's yeah, that's the important part. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, we've we've spoken about the themes of the album is all, uh, you know, the horror movie themes. Uh, what's your go-to? What's your three top three go-to horror movies that you're uh, that you grew up on that? Um, number one, bad taste. Um, ah, yeah. From your neck of the woods. Um, yep. I could easily put bad taste, Brandon, me, the feebles in the top three, but again, that, 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 that Peter Jackson initial kind of a trilogy that he did is that's those, those are like, like, like timeless for me, but to split it up Halloween, I think is the best horror film full stop. I think it's like a, a masterpiece, just the, the, the craftsmanship and the, 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 the tension and just the, mm. the, um, everything is just so, so sparse. There's no kind of like wasted anything in the film. Everything is, it's like, like a, almost like a machine, the way that film's put together. Um, three is difficult, as I say. Yeah. Halloween, bad taste and probably demons. I think, Demons is another one from the. Yep. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I remember when I was a kid. Um, just I remember my mum and dad had that video. They'd rented it from the video shop, um, and they just made a point saying, "Yeah, you, you're not going any, going anywhere near that one." <laughs> so it was already built up from my head, and it is just completely bonkers, over the top. Um, the soundtrack's awesome. Um, 
So yeah, I think as as of today, this is the uh, the current top three. Bad taste, Halloween, demons. Nice. See, that was me. I, I remember going to the corner shop. There's a video store, like small video store corner there, and it was the Evil Dead Two cover for me when I was like really mm. young, and I just used to look at it, man. You know, the skull with the eyes, and I just it, it would just, and eventually, little did I know that that would be that would be mine. I just I was gonna I was gonna say um what, what which cover was it because the the UK cover they've got is um Graham Humphrey's it's got you know the booking dead Henrietta's face in the middle uh with the huge wings coming out yeah awesome painted cover like and that was one of my favorite you know video posters as a kid as well albeit a completely different one to the one that you yeah yeah do you collect like obviously you mentioned like VHS and stuff like that and you you collect. A lot of a lot of that stuff. Do you do you collect international covers and 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 stuff like that? Not in a particularly focused way. Um, I, I collect too much stuff, you know, from just just, just records and Warhammer 40k shit. And, ah, yep, yep, uh, stuff like that. So, um, again, movie posters, VHS. It's a very scattershot thing. If there's something cool that I'll see, I'll I'll pick it up. But uh, it's something I'd love to do, but just space, time, and money—it's a difficult thing. I've got like, um, if if I see a, a bargain, you know, I've got like blood tracks and old obscure eighties slasher on VHS for like a couple of pound off eBay. If I see something like that, I'll I'll pick it up. But there's not a, a focus other than I want to try and get all my favourites. You know, I've got demons, bad taste, and whatever—they're all on VHS. But I don't have a, a huge wall. I used to when it was the the live uh, format at the time, you know, just before DVDs took over. Yeah. Again, a lot of that got just sold thrown away, which again, heartbreaking. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Same as my He-Man toys. Oh really, man? I uh, see. I I I was I got every rid of everything and then slowly uh, moved it back in into my household through meats and you know the underground swap. <laughs> as much as my wife doesn't like it, but hey, she understands. Um, Star Wars as a kid, that was um, Star Wars figures, the films. That was what I grew up on. Yeah, uh, and uh, my mum, she she let me keep all my Star Wars stuff, but I remember one she got into a car boot sale, and it was all my He-Man stuff. I was like, well, you can only have, you can, I'm going to let you keep your Star Wars things, but you got to get rid of some of it. So I, I appreciate the. The, the, the psychology behind that mum. Yeah, fair enough. That's cool. But yeah, still got my Star Wars stuff. Oh, that's good. Are, are you into Mando? You been watching Mando? Mandalorian? Yeah, that's what next week the new one comes out. Yeah, I, man. More so than I suppose the last three, the last three Star Wars films. Right, right one yeah. I love. Um, and was it Force Awakened? Um, I loved that. Uh, I think it's kind of lessened with time. But I think the last two just really shit the bed, if I'm honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, the Mandalorian it made me happy. I, I love uh, the kind of like Saturday morning serial kind of a uh, aspect to it. You know, it, they were pretty much there's a very very loose storyline to the thing, but you can just pick up an episode and it's almost like a standalone story. Just you know, one week is going to go and kick the shit at some Jawas or <laughs> <laughs> something like that. You know, I'm all about it, dude. I'm all about it. Well, uh, of course, I mean, as we mentioned before, uh, the new album rock drops on Halloween. Do you do you guys celebrate Halloween over there? Is that a big thing in the UK? No, not at all. Um, not in the sense that you see how it's celebrated um, in America in particular. But 
you know, I'll always try and have a Halloween, go to a Halloween party or something like that. It's an excuse to, to watch horror films. And there's usually a lot of fucking cheap tat in the, in, in the shops everywhere that you can, that you can buy, you know, something with a skull on. Yeah, the flash sheets. Uh, yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, I, I do love the time of year. Hey, because it's always, October's always been my birthday and yeah, autumn's a pretty cool time. And again, when you got Halloween, it's, you get it's an excuse to, not that I ever need an excuse, but just to stick on a few more films than you normally would, you know? Oh, I agree. I agree. When's your birthday? Uh, 10th, 10th of October. Oh, so it's been. Oh, well, did yeah, you have a good one? Yeah, it was <laughs> 40th, like, you know, so uh, I'm still trying to finish the uh, the beers that everyone bought me for my 40th. Like, <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Uh, uh, of course, uh, you know, when this all settles down, we hopefully see you back in Australia. Is that something that you want to do uh, either with a Nile, of course? What if both of them, both bands came down together? I'm down. That, to- um, yeah, I'd need to be on like a fucking iron lung by the end of it, I think. But, uh, <laughs> that, that, would be, that, that would be cool. Um, I mean, to be honest, I was hoping to come down. The plan was to be in Australia about this time now for, for my 40th. But oh man, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I love it down there, Australia, New Zealand. I've I've been there uh, twice now, um, and I, I love it. So um, whether it's just as a tourist or hopefully as a, you know, as a professional touring musician, haha. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I will be there. Yeah, I will be down there sooner rather than later. I hope. Well, of course. I mean, the new uh, Anal album came out this year too. That's yeah, awesome. So you'll be very busy, dude. As soon as I said before, as soon as the the floodgates open, you're gonna need a cloning machine, I reckon. Oh man! Well, to be fair, there's uh, look at me. There's there's hundreds of uh, fucking shit dunks out there. Like you know, um, I can I'm sure I can pay someone twenty quid just to to stand in for me for half an hour. You know. <laughs> yeah, but there's only one you. Well, uh, uh, yes. Some people would say that's a good thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something I want to ask you about too. Uh, fuck pig, what's, yeah, what's going on with that, man? Um, we've just put out the last album, More Bastards. That we've put that out on vinyl, so that's available now. Um, and the next album, which I think is going to be called Agro, that's musically we've got that pretty much down. Um, I've just Personally, I've just kind of hit a wall with just the last song, lyric-wise. It's um, it's a completely different kettle of fish. I think the, with the Foot Pig lyrics to Mountain Die Slowly, where I can fire those out. With Foot Pig, it's, uh, it's often a lot more political, and I, I stand by my lyrics a lot more, and there's a lot more thought that I have to put into them, and at, at risk of repeating myself, you know, over the, the number of records that we've done. I think we're probably, what, album six or seven now, I think. Mm. I don't want to kind of retread over past ground and yeah um, I will just get the the spur of creativity or the inspiration you know at some point and then yeah that'll that'll be uh, here before you know it as well awesome, so again in terms of, like, creativity and like uh, the amount of stuff that's coming out there's it, it never stops I've got other bands as well that I, I practice with on a more traditional basis as well so yeah it's that's that side of things is a uh, always busy yeah how many bands you are you in let's um let me say foot uh, foot pig playing that live um 
to make them die slowly. Um, Rage Slave, that's kind of band that I practice in the more traditional sense. That's just um, just me and some friends. Um, and we've been playing for about four or five years, but we've just um, just gotten around because it's a thing where real life kind of impacts uh, that one a little bit more. Um, and we, we, we've just been practicing just, you know, semi-regularly for like four or five years. We've got no re releases as such yet. Um, but yeah, always always have been busy like with bands in one form or another for like 20, 20 years now. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I could be in like 40 bands too, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> It'd be the best thing in the world. There's all these little weird satellite projects as well that I've done with like Shane, Mick and everything, little guest appearances there. It, it's, I do beat myself up sometimes that I'm not productive, but if I take a step back, I'm like fucking well, just, Actually, you can chill out a bit, man. Stick the PlayStation, stick the PlayStation on, dickhead. <laughs> Is that your studio? Is that where you record a lot of stuff? Um, the studio um, is pretty much just my bedroom. I just kind of figured out a couple of things over the course of uh, two albums how to record things at home. Um, so yeah, it's not a, a traditional studio in, in, in any sense. Um, I've always kind of fancied doing podcasts. Um, so I've had this kind of mic knocking around for like two years, but, uh, yeah, I find it sometimes, uh, I've also, I'm a pretty good uh, writer, I think, but like talking on the spot, it might not be the best, you know, I can, I can write lyrics if I've got, you know, time to, to think about things on the spot. I fucking stutter and, uh, um, and lose my train of thought and what have you. So, uh, yeah, that's why there's been no podcasting coming out of me but it's still something that i'll potentially do but like i say i'm fucking busy man <laughs> just, <laughs> well i do appreciate you hanging out man i appreciate you coming down and and you know jumping on the show to talk about everything that you're doing because i know oh, you're uh, good, man. no it's it's got it's it's all uh it's it's all good because um as i say like matt, matt and Dice slowly for me personally it's like uh something that's born out of like love um yeah. for a certain genre or or kind of feel, I suppose. Um, so it's a lot easier for me to talk about it. Um, even now that, you know, a lot of the work is done by four shadowy serial killers, which is a bit of a bummer, really. <laughs> well, cheers to you, buddy. Uh, thanks for hanging out on the show, mate. Uh, the new Make Them Die Slowly album, Big Body Count Continues, is out on October 31st. And we'll uh, throw the links down here, as I always say, and, uh, dude, cheers to you. Thank you, my friend. It's been a blast. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points.